welcome to Experiencing Consciousness. My name is Jan Libba. And I'm Dr. Catherine Rossi. We're happy you're here. Okay, so let's go further with the recording then. And yes. we'll, we'll see what's going to... I think we're going to be now entering the process. So Yes. And uh, for the for the very very fast thing, Fr David was the name of the singer. The single was from '82, and he was playing as a session musician with Toto before. And uh, Words was his biggest single, and he didn't manage to make that big hit again. And he was born in Tunisia. I know that because I <laughs> I I did you the same I did the same research. <laughs> of course, I even played the song. Because I needed to close the gestalt, you know. This follows your psychobiology. When you follow your psychobiology, you never go mm. wrong. That's where comfort really is. And so here you are with your hands. And it is one hand, that hand that just effortlessly can fall into doing what you want to do, of being able to write, to be able to express. Is one hand like this? Uh-huh. So I think I'm looking at what would be your left hand, I believe. Exactly. So, <laughs> really enjoy that. And your other hand, by way of contrast, what's the opposite of that? So you've got the one that can flow so easily. And what's the opposite of that by way of contrast? It's good to have the opposites when there's opposites you have to create something new to make sense of it don't you it's quite interesting and the opposite is simply the opposite okay so in this segment we are uh, i think i believe we are entering the process and start starting working with the hands and so generally what I can see I don't want to suggest anything but I can see that you are placing on those hands certain meanings and then that kind of creates an interesting dynamics would you could you elaborate a bit on that Dr. Rossi on on the whole process on what was your idea and how you actually, you know, did all that? Well, um, because the um, initial issue was um, writer's block. That was the initial issue. And as a result of that being the initial issue, I was able to suggest that one hand um 
might be the writer's hand. And, um, and what I fully know is that you start in one place, but something else can shift into that hand, you know, at any time. And so, um, again, I'm emphasizing this is not a linear process. And, um, and so he was experiencing you know, a lot going on in his left hand, and there was the focus of attention, and um, and that I, um, um, even though he didn't, you know, I can't remember if if he specifically asked me um, to to tell him when he was in trance. I don't think that he did, but I knew that that was an inquiry. When you're interested in hypnosis, you'd like to know when you're in trance, because when you're in trance, you're in a different state of consciousness, and so you don't necessarily know that that's where you are. So I, um, it was again, you know, an act of kindness to point out that, you know, you're in trance. And, uh, and I said it specifically, you know, rather than making it a question. And um, I did that because it's a deepening technique. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's uh, not something I would do all of the time. But in this case, it's a, in, you know, it's a deepening technique. And that was the motivation. And then once one hand is... Um, uh, fully engaged, um, you want to encourage what is the opposite of that. And um, so I did not say what is the opposite of that. That's the creative moments inside of Hubert. Um, and um, uh, each time I'm working with someone, and if they say what is the opposite in their other hand, I'm always surprised because it might be, you know, um, uh, well, it's red, it's red, doctor. And I'm thinking, well, what's on the opposite side of the color wheel is basically green, right? And so you would expect to be hearing that, but it's like, yeah, on the other side, that is, it, it's my mother. You know, so so the thing is, is that it's so fantastic because I have no idea. And then, you know, you're kind of off to the races when both hands are engaged, but they're they're really separate from one another in that moment. And so it's a really odd juxtaposition. And and yet this is what we do in our own minds when we're working something through. And we're considering a lot of different scenarios. And so it was Carl Jung that that brought up um, the idea of the uh, the apposition of the opposites. And um, and because Ernie, among other things, was a Jungian analyst before I met him. And so the concepts of Jung were really ingrained in him. And so this concept of the opposites was something that that he did in every single session. And I find it to be really useful as well. And it 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 also takes you away from the the standard of this is how I deal with this. I walk down this road in this path to mm-hmm. well, maybe there's a different path, maybe there's a different road. 
in such a way it's always kind of creative and you never know what's going to come next but in in looking at it from the other way you are or at least to a degree you can be uh, prepared to whatever comes in a in a in a way in a creative way yes you know to really be surprised and then uh then we're all surprised because it's not the same way that you've dealt with things you know that you're dealing with things in a different way and uh will it be profitable will it go to fruition who knows we got to get to the end to find out so um it in it's it's almost you know um it's the opposite of goal-directed behavior it's it's like throwing that you know into the breeze and just to see what comes up next so you know this is this is part of in trying to explain um hypnosis and different hypnotherapy styles um there are some that are really direct there's some that are really goal oriented and um and there's some that are just really you know free free flowing and um I have a tendency to do the really free flowing stuff one isn't better than the other they're just different styles mm -hmm. And it, it has to do with the, the hypnotherapists themselves of what they resonate with. But for me, um, being as non-directive as possible, using as few words as possible, um, being completely surprised and not knowing where we're going, to not have a goal in mind for myself or the client. You know, I mean, obviously, you want to feel better, you want to be more effective, like, you know, these kinds of generalized things, but I'd much rather take the attitude of let's see where this goes, and to trust the unconscious mind to move you in the direction of greater health and happiness. So um, the, the, the philosophy and the point of view that the individual therapist comes from, it helps helps the uh, the consistency of the therapy and so if you ask me to use a script for instance um i could try i could um you know i would do my best with it but that's not how i'm built i'm built to be so so much in the moment and and shifting with um with each um minimal cue that I see and that I experience and um, um, but that's part of the lesson of um, of learning to become a hypnotherapist is that you've got to get confident enough so that you can really come from your own um, essence of being very very well said thanks and I must tell that this uh -huh. moment uh, you are in the trance now it was the single most uh, amazing moment during the whole session because like one second later I start to feel different like it all starts to come with me I started to feel, feel you know oh it comes now I know I'm in the trance like mind started to flow I was like one second later feeling different and it was the something I encountered only very first time when Ian was showing me what is hypnosis or something it also happened very deep and very 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 soon and I was only able to think like how are you doing that 
and now and later on I was already like in a completely different state it was uh, I thought that it is the closest it can get to a magic it felt like I don't know like putting a spell or, <laughs> or something like that like like with with one word and I, I only managed to think how <laughs> like like how it is happening and it's uh, it was it was absolutely amazing. I don't I I still don't fully understand what what on earth happening and is it a kind of magic or if, if it's not. <laughs> Why not be magic? Yeah, you know I mean because I think that when you when you access that part of you that can go into trance, that it's it's so different. And, but it uh, happened instantly, like like one second later, I was feeling completely different, and then I was amazed, like wow. Isn't well, is, isn't Hubert actually isn't he describing a numinosum here? Well, but of course, the numinosum is that which is mysterious, tremendous. Um, what's the third one? <laughs> um, it, that that uh, it's it's just uh, it's a spiritual concept, the numinosum, and uh, and where you really are in a different state of mind. And I'm quite heartened that um, some of that came from that you were watching me go into trance, and um, whether it's mirror neurons, uh, I don't know. But the the fact is is that that you entered it in and one second you felt different than the next second and it speaks well to your sensitivity and you know as um uh, uh it's really beautiful to be a sensitive person in you know especially in these kinds of regards so excellent okay so let's proceed further with the recording see what's gonna come next it might have colors it might have emotions it might have words there might be music there but simply experiencing of what comes next. That's right. And how interesting. That's right, go with that. Coming together, pulling apart, and wherever they want to go next. Yes, yes, that's right. Mm. And to the next level. And how refreshing it is to simply experience knowing that's right. What do you know? 
is very simple. Understanding different levels on the inside of you that really do know the answers as I see your very quiet nodding yes. That's right, go with that. Simply go with that. That's right. And as your eyes are receiving what they're receiving, I can see your eyes are moving like when you're in a REM sleep. It's very active and no need for words. Words can come, words can go. Okay, so I'm gonna start my questions from the end of this section uh, again here the mention of the fact or the idea that the words are not necessarily here to be present it was before M mentioned before and i'm thinking to myself are you building here a bridge to you know bring those associations that were there before into that particular moment of the trans work or is there any other kind of idea standing behind it well really what i'm doing is i'm being supportive and if we saw both of us on the screen you would probably see that i was mimicking what he was doing that and and so like joining in 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 what he was doing when things were coming together and going apart you know mm -hmm. that that the ch that chances are that's that's what i was doing and um and i was following a lot of minimal cues again you know if you see us side by side then I would be able to point out the minimal cues that I was looking at. But one of the minimal cues was an eye flutter, you know, where the eyes are closed and there's a flutter just like in REM sleep. It is often associated with images, seeing images, like what you see in dreams. And so um, that's when I said, and sometimes there could be pictures, you know, there could be images. And um, so I was, I was primarily following the minimal cues. And, um, and, and at that point, sometimes there can be words and sometimes there aren't words. And so it's, um, it's, it's in being, offering this support um, that when a person is in stage two, they need courage to stay with it. And uh, so anything that's more associated with, with offering that kind of courage. And so it's not necessarily strategic for any one purpose. It's merely you know, being supportive at the time. And um, 
and so that the trance can go um, as deep as it wants to in a natural kind of way. And, um, and I remember that the trance was going quite deep at that particular point in time. And you can hear with my voice that my speech is even slower and, um, and that, that I am obviously in trance myself, but I'm simultaneously, I'm looking at him. And when I see a shift, um, that's when I say like, yes, go with that. So I'm seeing a minimal cue. I'm seeing a shift. And, um, and so that's, that's what I did. Often I, I'll use the word receive, you know, that's right. You know, go with that, receiving that, um, very, um, uh, short statements so as to not interrupt the process so the same happens when you say that's right and to the next level yeah and so uh, mm -hmm. i would have to see what he was doing when i said to the next level um we, uh, we can we can make that happen yeah we, we can make that happen because um when i'm responding with something like that I'm, I really am responding to a minimal cue. Okay. And then you say, um, because there was another part when you spoke about, about levels, which goes this very simple understanding, different levels on the inside of you that really do know the answers, as I see you're very quiet, nodding, yes, go with that. So, what levels? Well, uh, the levels are on the inside of him. And so thank you for reminding uh -huh. me. I was, I was responding to nodding. Now, when a person uh -huh. is in yeah. trance and they nod, it's usually really subtle. Like that. Really Delicate. Uh -huh. um, it's not like, you know, because it's you're not in your linear mind. And so there's there's minimal movements. That are going on but to be able to um to see that something was happening and um that that um it's a natural way for me to think about different levels within the conscious and unconscious mind and um so i think what was going on in my mind at the time is um just how many levels can there be is what I was wondering and so I can't answer you know like how many levels but um but but when you're kind of splitting this up and you're not going with the same old same old there's there's there are different levels and um you know maybe Hubert you know the levels that you were working on at that time or maybe not no <laughs> Well, that's understandable because at that time that um and and i i did uh you know i i did repeat a number of times you know and words come words go and um so when you're suspending not needing words which is a really beautiful thing for a writer you know to sometimes be so comfortable with that you don't need to have you know the words in the moment but you can still continue with an experience. So, um, 
Um, does that kind of answer your question, Jan? Yes. Um, and I've got one more. Because in, in all of this process, you use a lot of um, phrases like, and how interesting, pause. Uh, that's right, go with that, pause. How interesting, pause. Or for example, uh, to, sim uh, to simply experience knowing, pause, and so on. And, uh, you know, this very simple understanding. And so I think that th these are actually very brilliant examples of open-ended open suggestions. Um, and that could be a good good place to to maybe re refer more to this or build that up a bit. Won't you think? Well, um, you know, it's it's really seeing what it is that comes next. Is that mm -hmm. um, that there's a number of ways that one has a tendency to be more successful as a hypnotherapist and psychotherapist in general. And that's when you're asking open-ended questions where it's not a yes or no, um, and that it's not even leading. You know, it's it's just uh, um, that there, there would have been a lot, of, each time I responded, there would have been some change that would happen. Um, and, you know, like whether an eyebrow lifts, for instance, if your eyebrow lifts, like when you're really interested in something, mm -hmm. then uh, a response of, oh, yes, interesting, isn't it? Or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so the, the, the spontaneity really comes from the, the careful observation. Okay. All right. So let's proceed further with the recording and see what happens next. But simply receiving, sometimes even images. That's right. And how surprising those images can be. That's right. I'm sitting in my room like 22 years ago <laughs> in in my room and uh, in my first home with a computer that doesn't have internet and uh, I am immersing myself in some kind of a computer game or other stuff. I don't know. This is kind of image I have. Okay. All right. I'll pause here for a moment because something interesting happened. So you are referring to the images and kind of in a general way telling or saying about the images. And then uh, you know about different kinds of images and stuff. So setting a stage for a visionary experience for a maybe hallucination or visualization or some kind of imagery work. And Hubert immediately responds with, uh, yeah, exactly. 
what what is it in this particular moment is it hallucinatory or is it more imagery and you know if there if if it's distinguishable for 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 now how can we actually distinguish them according to you know your best knowledge well um his eyes were fluttering Mm -hmm. um like in REM sleep and um so it was the educated guess that there were images there and um and Hubert responded with um with an image and uh, it was an image of 22 years ago and um really one of his first computers I think and um and it was in the olden days where there wasn't internet so it was a really different space and time so so he spontaneously went into an age regression you know with um so i didn't suggest images for the sake of images and um he went back to a place that was real and so it's not a hallucination that you know that really happened you know playing playing the the video games and um you know in enjoying that so he went to a um really a sweet spot from you know more than 20 years ago and i and on the inside of me i was really pleased that um, uh, I didn't ask him to go back in time. And this is where the following really helps. But what I know is that he's going back in time. And I really wonder what's going to come next. Mm -hmm. And if you, you know, for any reason, if you would like to strengthen that or deepen that, what what are the possible ways to to you know facilitate and and enhance that kind of experience in your experience oh to make it deeper uh-huh for example if he starts hallucinating and i want to you know make it even deeper what would be your um hints on you know how to do it well um that if I'm going to take somebody into a deeper trance, mm -hmm. then there is some kind of goal that's implied, you know, or a goal that is has been discussed. Um, for instance, um, I'm being asked to help with um, uh, the birth process of someone who would like to experience birth without experiencing pain mm -hmm. now can that happen yeah sure you know maybe yes maybe no i mean that sort of thing but uh, so if even if we were working on something else other than that in the back of my mind i would be mindful that this person wants to experience a really deep trance and um so I then it would be part of um, a really kind way of um, developing a skill that's for a purpose. And so under those circumstances, instead of me just 
following and being curious about the next thing. Um, uh, you know, how would I take it further is, um, uh, I might even say, you know, and how, how, how deep can you go? I might even say that, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, one of the things that is interesting about me because I'm so in the moment and spontaneous, it's almost like you got to catch me doing it. And then I can tell you how I do it. Um, uh, and I think, you know, we certainly know that, um, you know, Hubert went very, very, very deep in mm -hmm. this process. It happens just a little bit later. And so um, and with, with him, there is no need to try to take him deeper. That, that, uh, and often, I think, for, for many, many people, they go to the depth that is um, um, right for them, you know, within the moment. Yeah. So I know I'm not completely answering the question of I do X, Y, Z, because it's really so spontaneous within the moment. But if my mind is there, uh, I start to interject, um, you know, like various elements of it. Um, and then uh, probably with with dissociation, with greater dissociation mm -hmm. is is what I would do it. And um, and something that I am um, not real good with is the confusion techniques. But um, that people will often go very deep when you introduce confusion techniques. The difficulty I have with confusion techniques is I get confused and mixed up. And so it's like, well, you know, this is this is like, you know, kind of stressful for me. You know, there are there are people that just do it so well. But um, um, but that that I might introduce something like that if I was, you know, trying to to, you know, make a distraction, make a dissociation, you know, for um for the the purpose of being able to go deeper within the unconscious mind you know how we can call it we we can we can make a technique out of it and call it for example double dissociation confusion technique because it's like the therapist does the confusion to the client and he confuses himself and thus creating another level of confusion for the client and the client doesn't know if the therapist is also confused or is he confusing him so to that that he is confused and you know so this is even more like it's a multi-level confusion technique yes you know which is kind of fun to think about and and with confusion techniques um you do a lot of um like no's that's really not the way is it not like, you know, I mean, you, you, you do, yeah. you do things like that. And then I'm starting thinking to myself, did I say that right? You know, so, so I'm, I'm sort of pulled out of um, my own trance within the process because there's this, this, um, you know, wanting to do the right thing and wanting to do it correctly. And, uh, and if I'm second guessing myself on account of being confused, then um, I'm removing myself from the intensity of the therapy so that's why you know i mean i'll use it every so often and ernie would use it sometimes and you know and um 
so there the client would be with their eyes closed and deep into it and then ernie would wink at me when he was doing the confusion technique and um uh you know and he'd have, and he'd always 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 have a smile on his face when he was doing it uh, and even like a little bit of a quiet laugh you know so um so uh, in other words, well, I really am playing with you, aren't I? So um, there was, in this respect, there was no confusion on behalf of the client about the fact that, yeah, this is, I'm confused. This is actually kind of humorous, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, and, and then the client, they want to get away from it. And one of the ways to get away away from it is you go and you just go into a deeper trance because you don't need to hear the therapist's words at that point. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> Escaping from the over overload. Overload. Yeah. Overload. And so, you know, that that in all of these, there's a time and a place for them where they're really good, good, good applications. Um, and but you you really got to go with your talents along those lines. I'm not a talented confuser. <laughs> Am I not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My answer would be yes. Is it not? <laughs> Yes, 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 uh, yes, I, uh, yeah, I think it's not. Yes, of course not. Right, I mean, it's just uh, that it's, it's really, you know, it's fun with words, um, and, and, and really, um, you know, it's good to talk about it, because it, it takes a sense of humor, yeah. and um, that's one of the things that is often lacking within psychotherapy, is that little sense of humor sometimes, you know, the um, the the good natured, I'm having fun with you at your expense. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's like th that sort of thing. But when I have a little giggle at the end, you know that I'm really not doing it to you at your expense. So the double entendres and things like that. But, you know, and there's there's a time and a place for it. And it's called college. <laughs> college yeah well you know i mean there there are there are certain instances you know when a person is fixated and they're not able to jump away from their fixation it's very good to distract and some of these you know double and triple negatives and you know where is it yes is it no is it i don't know mm -hmm. you know that that it it helps to um um distract away from um what is too stayed of thinking you know within the person but it will also have a tendency to deepen trance yeah okay so thank you for this insight <laughs> okay hubert would you like to add something what can I what can I add for me for me still it's very interesting that every time you can confirm every time 
I'm getting into the trends. I'm instantly in the 90s or first years of 21st century. Like if like last 15 years almost didn't happen. <laughs> like like uh, I don't even recall if if on any sessions I was talking about anything that happened to me after I was like 20. <laughs> like like I I'm not sure if I even mentioned that thing and, and like like I'm instantly like in the late 90s. <laughs> Mm -hmm. sounds like an important period of your time formative years probably yes okay so thank you let's see what's gonna come next in the recording beautiful absolutely beautiful Hubert what a happy place to be immersed those years ago in a computer game that helped you to become the creative man you are today wow okay i'm gonna pause here for, for pause here for a moment because this is actually a beautiful uh, case to me uh, uh, at least of a utilization approach uh, especially um uh, specifically that you utilized the context that huber provided the context of a computer and computer game the computer without internet to facilitate his strengths and actually what he wants to work on and that's what i can see would you like to elaborate on that for a moment oh sure well you know um it's good to ratify good things mm -hmm. and um and also um this extraordinary man you are today this brought you into today these yesteryear ex experiences brought you into today and um that um we know he's creative and some of that was you know it's like i was thrilled to be able to go um you know into an age regression situation to uh, discover more about creativity cool. hubert uh, would you like to comment a, a bit on that part of the process how did you experience it or did you actually you know saw this reframing somehow at the at the time actually i was in a very like special state with with uh, either eyes closed or even when they were open everything was very like bright like with brightness put on the very big labels and some kind of uh, light going and it was I was not even thinking too much I, it was just like flying but uh, but uh, everything I I so and heard like like Catherine doing the stuff with hands and mirroring me and encouraging me I was feeling yes I'm going more and more and more of like flying yeah it's going well <laughs> it's going in the direction I I like no so distractions no trying to make me fight the distractions but like like going with the helping me to go with the flow <laughs> So, so we were generally immersed in the experience, not not yeah. paying attention to the technicals. At the yes, yes. At the time, at the time, I was uh, I was 
immersed very very much like i the only distraction i think when katrin mentioned uh, hand left or right i was thinking for a short moment if it was a correct hand or if i mirrored <laughs> but it was like a short 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 thing and then i i only felt all the time encouraged to be more and more uh, going to the to the very nice state of this flying like experience uh, light blurred <laughs> blurred images mind going everywhere in the same time and stuff like that well thank you for that that um um so ordinarily it's you know the one hand versus the other i don't usually use right and left and the reason why I don't usually do that is I have dyslexia, I mix them up. And so you, you taught me something really important today, which is don't try to do this left, right, you know, <laughs> um, and because first of all, it's, it's not consistent with, with who I am. But the other thing is that I would not have the knowledge of if left and right is easy or difficult for you. And uh, and so uh, you can rest assured that I will not be doing that again. It turns out that um, I learned every time I am with someone in, in a therapeutic situation, I review afterwards of with myself of did I do something wrong? What is it that I could do that's better? And so I'm always thrilled when it's, oh, I got that one wrong. Great. I don't have to do that again. So thank you. My, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you both. And let's see what's going to come next in the record. That's a big part of who yeah. you are. Good it thing must to be. be. Yes, it's beautiful. It must be like that. And usually uh, every time I'm in trance, I'm always like, I don't know, in middle school, high school, almost, almost never university or later. <laughs> almost every time it's like late 90s early early 21st century something like that this is where i this is where i live <laughs> in my mind well because there's something there that's really good i see the smile on your face there were some yeah. amazing discoveries that give you the shoulders to stand on for today. Of course, I wonder if you can go back to a time before computers. Mm -hmm. I mean, wouldn't that be interesting? Discovering even more of what makes you you yeah. that's interesting for me that i wanted to comment something because i thought it might be interesting and then i discovered that i was talking absolutely the very same thing <laughs> while being in the trance like so i said basically this absolutely the same thing twice <laughs> 
maybe you are just re maybe you are repeating the process on some level you know maybe <laughs> maybe unconsciously it was yeah it's actually interesting um so exactly hubert says um that he's always you know well in the trance in those kinds of time frames in this period and you say to him yes that's good because probably there's something good in there you know paraphrasing so this is a reframe but my question at least what how i can see it but 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 my question is you say to him go even further into the past to discover like you know more of uh, who you really are and my question is what's what's the purpose in here to you know move him further back into the past well it's the direction he was headed um is is number one and um uh, so you know i uh, i uh when i said the word the first time discoveries he had a small nod and so i knew i was headed in the right direction because i got this small nod and that's then when i added and yes to discover what makes you you and so um when you're a writer you have to come from your perspectives your experiences the more you know who you really are um and you're always developing but to be able to go back to some of those origins helps you to be a much better writer and to be able to do it when it really flows and so um in so in this respect in going back to the original um uh concern you know about writer's block i was going back to sort of addressing that but it was definitely a brand new chapter you know i mean we'd really turn the page and we were into something new at this particular point and the other thing that was you know in the back of my mind is that um there's going to be a baby born before too long and um so being really comfortable in understanding you know where you came from where these ideas emerged um you know helps you to be a better father so um so that was one of the things that was on my mind is that it was going to be worthwhile to go to continue with the age regression um you know for it was really a dual purpose you know to to um you know for for writing and for fatherhood okay so for writing in such a uh, way that he would be looking for so the source of things or some new kinds of ways that were down there if you and know if you know the the like some of the source experiences that um put you into the direction of you as a unique individual 
if you if you know that and can embody that and appreciate that you can put something um not the same thing as your experience but each character has their own like core mm -hmm. experiences and um it becomes i think you know an easier way to develop characters so each character can be very different from every other character mm -hmm. but you know it, it it ends up going back in time so even if you're writing something and it's a grandfather character sort of thing well there's elements of the two-year-old within that grandfather and so it um you know it just my my ideas are you know always like this expansive thing and particular references to being a father uh in this whole process yes and while i didn't say anything about you know being a father or being a writer um in the in the back of my mind i um uh i was thinking about having a really satisfying life um which is extremely important to have a satisfying life and that um to to uh, move into these you know very different lifestyle than what there has been in the past and so in having the kind of assurance the kind of support of um you know knowing who you are within the context of what you've experienced in life i thought that it would be really helpful mm -hmm. okay thank you for that insight this was another episode of our experiencing consciousness podcast thank you for being with us thank you jan you're the best be well be happy celebrate life